Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the iTalk Credit Radio Show with your host, Ira Royal. Using financial literacy to inspire, motivate, and empower people to set and achieve goals in all aspects of life. Join us every Thursday evening, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Cat Builder Network. To be a guest or for more information, go to italkcredit.com. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Italk Credit Radio Show. This is your host, Ira Royal. Where every week we focus on educating, empowering, and motivating people to really take control of their financial lifestyle. We focus on that by having relevant discussions and meaningful topics that can really help you on a daily basis. We're not just focused on the tomorrow. We're focusing on today. We're focused on what we can truly do to impact you, to plant seeds of, of again, just educating you on the different topics that are going on you know, within our financial literacy industry, with credit, mortgage, um, banking, anything that really affects your personal finance. That's what we strive to do. We strive to make sure that you can take something away from every show that you can say, hey, let me look within in my lifestyle. Let me look and see what I'm doing it, what I'm doing and how I can do it better. Let me try to be more comfortable having a discussion with people about, hey, give me some, some tips or give me some suggestions to help me grow. This is all about growth. This is all about working together so we can be better people financially. Right. And what we say on every show is that that will actually, you know, go into different areas of our life, you know, whether that's relationships, whether that's our health, whether that's spirituality. Focus on being the best we can be. Focus on growing. Focus on learning. And focus on our daily behaviors. And I believe that's where the key is. Those things that we do on a daily basis that can either create success or, in some instances, is instead of that. I read a quote this morning, and it really inspired me. It's from Tony Robbins. And if you're not familiar with him, please look him up. He's a, a global motivational speaker and just dynamic. But he said, your life is a reflection of your daily rituals. And we're actually going to talk about that on the depth to the sports segment at the end of the show. Because that's very important you to identify your daily rituals because they translate into your behaviors. So I'm excited about the show today. We have a lot of great guests. We're going to give you a lot of valuable information and hopefully you leave inspired. We're going to have a friend of the show, Mr. Christopher Frederick. He's going to come with our Real Talk segment talking about how to form a team if you're a business owner and who needs to be on that team for you to put yourself in a path of success. We're going to have comedian, educator, and motivational speaker, Mr. J. Cornelius George. He's going to come and do a money is funny moment. And we all know that our money, just the whole idea of money is not just so monotonous. It's not something that it terrifies you, you know, and keeps you up at night. Those things are realistic, and that's reality sometimes. But there are also situations that we go through that we can reflect on that just make us laugh. And that's what we try to bring to the show. We try to bring something that... It's really just engaging and just teaches us that there are so many facets to this thing we call financial 
literacy or this thing we call finance. And we want to explore all of those. We don't want to make it monotonous. We don't want to make it stale and dry. We want to show you that you can have fun. It can be humorous. And you can really take it and grow with it. Finally, our guest interview today is going to be Mr. Stephen Ely, the CEO of Credible. I'm very, very, very um, excited about this interview because what he's doing in the credit space today is, is actually amazing. And I'm not going to steal his thunder. I'm going to let him talk about it. But everything that he's doing with this whole thing called alternative credit data and how he's really paving the way to help people who don't qualify for traditional means to be able to get some type of form of credit to help them on their daily financial lifestyles. And that's so important. So I'm excited. You should be too. Get out your pens, get out your notebooks, take some good notes, have some fun. And again, as we say on every show, what you learn, use that to obtain your goals. Then we're going to maintain our goals, and then we're going to explain it, right? Each one, teach one. We're going to take somebody by the hand and teach them about our trials and tribulations and what they can do to be better. So sit back. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to bring on Mr. Stephen Ewing. He's going to talk about Incredible. So, again, we appreciate you joining our talk credit, and we'll be right back. Just like you 
Welcome back to the I Talk Credit Show. This is your host, Ira Royal. And again, we have a special show lined up today. What we're going to do right now, we're going to bring on Mr. Steve Ely. We're going to bring him on right now to the show and have a discussion about his organization, the CEO of Decredible, what he's doing in the, in the communities and what he's doing in the market and, and how it's going to affect people on a daily basis. Mr. Ely, welcome to the show. Hey, Ira. Thanks. It's good to talk to you. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, no, thank you so much for, you know, taking some time out to, to participate and join the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, you're more than welcome. Well, first and foremost, you know, kind of talk to us about what inspired you to start this organization called Eat Credible. Tell us a, a little bit about your vision and what was your inspiration for starting an organization such as Eat Credible, and what does it mean? What does it actually mean to the marketing by some of the things that you can do? Um, tell us just a little bit about your history and, and your inspiration for starting um, the company, please. Sure. So um, I spent seven years of my career uh, at Equifax. Uh, Equifax, most people know, is one of the three largest credit bureaus in the United States. Uh, there's Equifax, Experian, and then TransUnion. And you know, those are the, the major credit bureaus that most lenders in the United States, you know, companies that issue credit cards or personal loans or auto loans or home loans, um, if you have one of those products with, with one of those companies, um, they report your monthly payments to, the, to those credit bureaus. So those credit bureaus are, are gathering all this information about how you pay your debt obligations, do you pay on time, how long you've been paying them, uh, things of that nature, which, which help them create a, a credit history of you uh, that in turn generates your credit score. And so and during my time at Equifax, um, I spent uh, a few years um, on, on, the, on the business-to-business side of the house, you know, helping build products and, and, and strategy and things of that nature. But then I also spent about five years um, as the president of Equifax.com. And during that time, uh, you know, I, I really got to understand credit from the consumer's perspective. Because, you know, the, the, the major credit bureaus, they really exist to serve businesses. That's, that's, that's their business model. Um, they help consumers to some degree, uh, but they can't uh, help all consumers. And so one of my daily frustrations were uh, the millions of consumers that, uh, that came to Equifax looking for help um, if they didn't already have credit. And, you know, we weren't in a position to help them. We had to turn them away, uh, direct them to other resources. And, of course, those people were pretty frustrated, you know, when you, you, you would expect that the, the big three credit bureaus could help you no matter what your credit situation is. And they're just they're really not set up to do that. Um, and so I always saw this void in the marketplace to um, how could you help consumers uh, in general but also help a segment of the population uh, that doesn't have any credit at all? Because the way that the credit system works in the United States, um, it's, it's a catch-22. Uh, if you don't have credit, it's hard to get credit. And so how do you get started? It's really frustrating for young people in particular and, and certainly for immigrants um, that have no credit history to uh, actually go out and get a car loan or get a personal loan, uh, forget a mortgage. Um, and so I knew there was this void in the marketplace, and I wanted to uh, figure out how to, how to solve for that. And so during my time at Equifax, I'd seen a lot of companies um, out there in the marketplace trying different things uh, to, to address this problem. Um, and there was one that I saw out there that had this unique approach, which was working directly with consumers 
to basically get additional information um, that's not normally in your credit file. And so think of information about, you know, all of us pay all these bills every month. You know, you might be paying rent. You probably have a cell phone bill. You might be paying a power bill, a gas bill, a water bill. Uh, you might be paying uh, insurance probably, whether it's renter's insurance or car insurance or, or whatever that might be. Well, all those payments um, don't usually get reported to the credit bureaus. And so um, it doesn't matter how much you pay them on time, how long you've been paying them, uh, you're not going to get any credit for that uh, for, from the major credit bureaus. And so um, what we wanted to do was to figure out how could we use that information uh, to create a new kind of credit score. And in the industry, it's called alternative data. Alternative data and alternative credit just means a credit based upon on data that's not normally in, in the major credit files. And so um, we decided to go ahead and build a new credit bureau. Uh, we're actually uh, in Atlanta, uh, which is where Equifax is. Uh, and we wanted to build a credit bureau um, because we wanted to make sure that everything that we did um, was, was legal, that it, that it met all the regulatory requirements uh, of the credit reporting industry. And, you know, most consumers know that there's just a ton of laws reporting and access to credit information. Um, and so um, you, you can't just – you just can't, you know, start a new credit bureau overnight and say, hey, we're in business and we're a new credit bureau. There's, there's just all kinds of legal and regulatory requirements um, that you have to live up to. And so we knew that we wanted to do that because we wanted to make sure that when we worked with consumers that we were going to work with them in a way um, that they could take advantage of. We didn't want to be just yet another marketing company. You know, there's so many marketing companies out there saying, oh, we can do this for your credit and that for your credit. And, and you know, most of those companies aren't, aren't very reputable uh, they can't really help you. And so we wanted to make sure that we were working within the financial ecosystem um, so that we could really help consumers. And so um, we started building Incredible. Incredible has been around since the summer of 2009. Um, we really started um, uh, getting, uh, you know, a, a real product in the marketplace at the beginning of 2011. And basically um, what we do, Ira, is um, we work directly with the consumer uh, to get their permission. They give us permission um, to access how they pay everyday bills, like rent, utilities, insurance. Um, we verify that information. Sometimes we verify it manually. We try to do most of it um, automatically through online access to accounts like your utility accounts, as an example. Um, but we get that information. Uh, we put it in our credit file. We, can, we produce a credit report with our credit score. And then we work with lenders in the marketplace who are willing to use our credit score uh, when the consumer doesn't have a traditional credit score, like, for example, a FICO score. Most people have heard of the FICO score. Um, and so what, what, that, what the benefit that gives to, to a consumer, especially a young person or an immigrant or someone that doesn't have a credit history, or maybe their credit history has gone stale because for some reason they're just not credit active anymore, um, we can now just take everyday bills you're paying, you know, rent, utilities, insurance, and create that score for you, and then you can use it to go apply for things like a credit card, a personal loan, an auto loan, and even a home loan. And so what happens then is now you don't, there's no excuse for you not to have a credit score. You can get one. That assumes you pay your bills on time. If you don't pay your bills on time, we can't help you. So you have to be a good bill payer. Um, but nonetheless, now you can have a credit score. You can use that when you go apply for that credit card as an example. And then once you get that, um, that credit card issuer, whether it's a, a bank or another company, they're going to report your monthly payments to Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. And so now you're building a credit history, which drives a FICO score. 
Now you're kind of off and running, and you're part of the mainstream financial ecosystem, um, and that just really helps bring millions of people into the mainstream uh, financial uh, ecosystem so that they don't have to do business with alternative providers of financial services, which you can imagine uh, tend to be um, incredibly expensive. That's right. That's right. And I know people are jumping up and down hearing you talk about this because when I was in the banking industry, and like you said when we first began um, talking, if, if you're in a situation, for the most part, and you need credit, usually you cannot get it. Maybe something has happened in your financial life, and you know, maybe you lost a job or maybe um, you know, just something has happened where when you really need it the most, you can't get it. And then there are people out there who don't, they, they can't even have credit because they don't have a credit card or they don't have a car. Um, or they don't have a mortgage, but what you're saying is, hey, you have other options. Um, there's a different way that you can approach this thing we call credit and, you know, try us out. So I appreciate you doing that in the market because there's a need. I mean, you know, Ajay, Ajay Bunga at, at the Operation Hope Forum mentioned that there are 26 million people with no credit file, right? And, and, some of, and I would think that some of those 26 million people probably think in their minds, I don't have a credit file, so I can't get credit. Yet, exactly like you said, I pay my rent on time, I pay all of my utilities, you know, I pay my insurance, I pay every bill that I have, you know, on time and responsibly, but I can't qualify because they don't traditionally report to the three bureaus. So I think what you're doing is amazing. It's really good. Yeah, you're, and, and you're right about the numbers. Uh, it's, it is about 26 million adults um, that do not exist in any of the credit files. Uh, there's another roughly 19 million people. Uh, that are in the credit files, but there's not enough information there to create a credit score. So they're what people what we like to call credit invisible. These uh, these 45 million people uh, make up this population of credit invisibles, and you know we're we're talking about you know roughly uh, one in five adults um, that are impacted by this in the United States. It's a big number. This is not you know this is not one out of 100 people. This is a, a very large percentage of the population um, that that's affected by this. And so, um, you know, what? yeah, it is huge. And, and we know we, we can't help everybody. You know, the, 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 way that we built, the way that we built our business, and this is really important for people to understand, um, I, I, you know, so, pe- so many people get frustrated on top of their credit and they kind of go, well, gosh, why can't I have a good credit score? Why don't they understand that about me? Why won't they lend me the money? Why won't they give me the credit card? You, you, you really have to pause for a second and, and think like a lender. When you think that when you put your shoes in a lender's shoes, you know if the lender doesn't know you, they don't have any information about you. How could you possibly expect them to take a financial risk and and give you a credit card with a five thousand dollar limit on it when they know nothing about you? You know that they're not in business to lose money. Trust me, that's that's not why they are in business. They are in business to make money. And so um, if you think like they do, what you what you quickly realize is okay. If they don't have any information on me, like I don't have a credit score, how can I help them get information on me? And so that's exactly what Incredible does is we take information that they don't have but you have, uh, and we verify it for you because the bank's not going to take information you give to them. They, they're, they're just not going to trust you with that. 
They'll trust us because we're a credit bureau. They, they know that we're going to go through all the right business processes and all the right regulatory processes to make sure that when we get your information from you and with your permission, you know, that when we call your landlord, that we have your permission to call your landlord, we call the cell phone company, you're giving us permission to call your cell phone company. They know that. They know that that's the way that, that we run our business. And so that when we get that information, we put it in a credit report, which drives a credit score, they know that they can trust that information. So it's just important, you know, when you, when you, when you think about credit, for you just, just for a minute to put yourself in the shoes of, of, of the banker, of the lender, um, and, and, and appreciate, you know, the, the rules that they live by and the way that they're running their business. Um, I think that's just very important for people to think about. And sometimes um, people get really frustrated with that and say, but gosh, I don't understand. I'm so frustrated with this whole thing. Well, we're trying to eliminate some of that frustration and help people um, get around that. And I'm glad that you mentioned that. And I'll, I'll say a couple of things because the frustration is, it's a warranted frustration because the credit bureaus, the big three have not done a good job, in my opinion, of educating the majority of the consumer base on, one, what credit is, how it can affect you, how can you, you know, transition from no credit to limited credit to good credit, um, I personally don't believe they've done a good job of educating the mass, right? Um, so I understand why people are frustrated, but I also respect what you said about, hey, look, when you're going into, I don't care if it's a, a mortgage lending organization, a bank, uh, even an alternative you know, lending organization, you have to go in there with the mindset of, okay, this is a give-and-take relationship. You know, what are they giving, what are they you know, giving to me and why are they doing that, right? You have to be proactive about understanding exactly what their mission is and what they're getting out of the deal and also what you're bringing to the table. So I'm glad that you said that because if you're just going in like, I want, I want, I want, you know, and you don't have all your ducks in a row, you don't have your documents in a row, you don't have a clear understanding of the product that you're stepping into, how can it affect you, how it can hinder you, then typically you might not make the best decision or you might not even be approved and you don't even know why, but the frustration and you're not necessarily even growing and understanding why. So I'm glad that you said that. Yeah, um, and, and we, we, have an, we have an extraordinary amount of information on our website to do, you know, basic credit education. Um, you know, we even have information that teaches people, you know, how does a checking account work? What does the APR mean? You know, uh, all those kinds of things because for, for a lot of people, um, especially young people, if you didn't have, you know, parents or, or – or a grandparent or somebody you trust teach you these fundamental financial skills, um, you know, they don't come naturally. Um, there's nothing about credit uh, or, or, or the financial world that comes naturally. You're not, you're not born with that information. Um, you've, got to, uh, you've got to go out and seek it out, um, gain an understanding, comprehend it, internalize it, and then uh, use it to your advantage. Yes, definitely. I love that. That's, that's awesome. You know, one thing I say – I try to say on a weekly basis is that for most people, the first time they're introduced to credit, you know, is when they're sitting across from a desk with somebody and they're telling them no, right? Then the lights kind of come on and like, oh, okay, this thing called credit is I can't get it. And then it becomes a fear, you know, it becomes a fear that, okay, I can't get it, so maybe I don't need it. Um, then you kind of stray away from it. And you don't really understand how you can help use it to leverage your life to to really open doors for you because you're in a constant state of no, 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 not, hey, let's learn about this to see how it can help you. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because it's a real thing and, you know, it affects us on a daily basis. I mean, we see credit affects us where we want to live, where we're going to work. Um, you know, if we want to own a home, cars, it affects everything. But, you know, I'm glad your organization is, is 
stepping up and, and educating people about it. I just would hope that the bureaus and even some of the banks and mortgage lenders, they, they kind of stray away from just pushing products and really focus on educating people. Because I believe if you educate people and they're more empowered and they make smarter financial decisions, then the sales are going to come. You know, they're making smarter decisions so you, they can qualify for some of your products. But if people aren't educated and they're really working from a reactive, you know, um, you know, stance, then you're not going to, it's not like you're getting new clients by the, you know, by the low because they can't qualify for your product. At least that's what I see a lot in the market in some of the areas. Um, one question for you. In your opinion, you know, do you think that, you know, so we're seeing some of these new models of the risk scores, the FICO scores come out, and do you think that they will start to use some of this alternative data, um, I want to say, would they start to use it in their, as a normal risk score in the future? Do you think that will be something that will become norm instead of just, hey, here's one risk score, here's how we, you know, calculate that by what's on your credit report, and then everything else you'll have to go to another organization. Um, do you think that the banks will start using this type of score when they're looking at people to give loans out? Yeah, I, I, I do. Um, and, and the reason why I say that is uh, I'll give you two, two, two reasons. Um, one is, you know, we've been at this for seven years, and just in the last two years um, we've seen, um, you know, I, I talk to hundreds of banks a year, and I have seen a much greater appetite on the part of banks and credit unions and auto lenders to want to consider to use this so-called alternative data. So I can tell you that, you know, four or five years ago, uh, it was a very difficult conversation. You know, they all kind of said, you know, we're not doing that. We're sticking with the, the, the mainstream FICO score, and, 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 and we're just not going to mess with anything like this. So it was very difficult. And now um, the conversations, I'm not going to tell you they're easy, but they are getting easier. So that, that's one data point for you. The second is um, FICO made a pretty big uh, uh, statement in the market last year when they released a, a new score called FICO XD. Uh, and FICO XD stands for FICO Extended Data. And what FICO Extended Data actually uses is alternative data. So it's using data like uh, cell phone payments, uh, Internet bill payments, cable payments. So some of your utility bills, not all of them, but some of them, uh, coupled with uh, information on how you pay your rent. So if you've been uh, in the same apartment for two, three, four, five years, that's a pretty strong indicator that you've probably paid your rent on time. Otherwise, you probably would have been kicked out. Um, so they use that as a way to say this is a stable renter. They're paying their rent on time. And so they're now using these alternative types of data sources to build new scores, which banks uh, can indeed use, uh, to uh, to assess more people. Now, just because they build the score doesn't mean banks are going to use it. You know, that's that's one of the big challenges in, in the credit scoring world. Just because you build it doesn't mean they'll come. And so uh, these things do take time. Uh, uh, bankers, you know, Ira, you're a former banker. Uh, you know how conservative bankers are. You know, the guys uh, behind the behind the scenes at banks are are called underwriters and. And, and risk risk people that are assessing risk on behalf of the bank, and uh, they take it very very seriously. And so, for them to take on additional risk, uh, they have to have a lot of confidence um, that it's not going to be a new credit score that causes them to uh, to lose money, uh, because again, they're not in the business of losing money. Uh, and so, um, I do believe 
Um, I, I have seen banks uh, much more interested. We have banks working with us now, whereas two years ago they wouldn't. Um, uh, you know, FICO is doing this thing. There are other uh, uh, scoring companies that are coming out with alternative scores, like the Vantage Score. You know, the Vantage Score is the classic example of a uh, of a of a credit score built on a lot of alternative data. And so, um, yeah, it, it, it's starting to come on. But I don't want anyone listening today to think that well. You know, every bank now that I go to is going to be willing to use alternative data because they're not. Um, it's going to go. It's going to go relatively slowly. Uh, but the good news is, is that it is starting to happen. Yeah, that's so. <laughs> don't run in your bank tomorrow. Tell me, hey, I got my utility bill. <laughs> I got my rent payment. Now give me your credit card. Here, don't do that. Don't do that. That might not work. Nope, that's not going to work. Um, you know, but I'm glad the movement is starting, and it, and all it starts. You know, how it starts with companies. Um, and leadership like you and your company really having those conversations with those banks and those lending institutions saying, hey, look, there's a need in the market. You know, um, Vantage 3.0, like you said, they, they're using alternative data. Um, I also believe FICO 09 is starting to use, use a little bit of, um, of data. And one thing that you, you mentioned, you know, talking to the bankers, you're right. It's such a long, long, long transition for them to switch over. Um, but, you know, people don't get discouraged. Me, personally, I hope this is a shot in the, in the dark, but I hope some legislation comes along, you know, that really, you know, helps or it, it kind of holds people accountable, a whole organization accountable for using these type of, of risk scores. Say, hey, look, you know, these things are available in the market and there's a need. Um, I believe even more so now with millennials that we see them, they're not purchasing homes at the, past, at the, at the rate that the baby boomers did, right? So there's a lot of alternative data out there. Um, I believe right now is a really good time from the past on this. Says, hey, look, we need to use these risk scores to make sure people can purchase homes because we want people to purchase homes, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's my hope is. Yeah. Great, wonderful. Well, I definitely appreciate what you're doing, and um, again, thank you so much for joining the show. And how can the listeners get in touch with your organization and say, hey, look, I want to learn more. Um, I want to see if I can enroll in your product. What can they do to get in touch with you? Yeah, it's really simple. Uh, just go to our website. We're, we're an online credit bureau, uh, and the website is uh, www.ecredible.com. That's spelled E-C-R-E-D-A-B-L-E.com. Uh, and you don't, you, know, you don't have to join if you don't want to. If, you, if, if there's a reason for you to, great, we'd love you to. Um, but there's still just a ton of really useful information on the website that will teach you about uh, and then financial services in general. So, again, ecredible.com, E-C-R-E-D-A-B-L-E.com. Wonderful, wonderful. Mr. Ely, thank you. I appreciate what you're doing. And keep on, man. Keep on um, fighting that fight for the consumer. So I appreciate you. We'll do that. Thank you so much, Ira. It's good to talk to you. You too. Thank you, sir. That was Mr. Steve there really on behalf of consumers, making sure that people are aware that, hey, you have other options, right? Um, if you've been a good steward over your finances and you paid your rent on time, utilities, insurance, there's a way that you can really take advantage of, you know, this credit industry. And you might have to go through their organization, to, you know, and to get a, a, a loan or some type of credit product, and then they'll report it to the bureau, but you have options. One thing that we stress on this show is, there are always options. You just have to mind for them. You have to search. You have to be open-minded. You have to have those discussions with people. 
Um, and you have to be willing to try different things, not just the same old same old path to, to credit as, as our parents' parents maybe, maybe have done. We have to try different things if we want to get the same or even better results. So I'm glad Incredible is around. I'm glad they're, they're fighting on the behalf of consumers, and I wish them well. We're going to take a really quick break and we'll come back. We're going to have Mr. J. Cornelius George, and he's going to, um, he's going to do our Money is Funny segment today. So I can't wait for that. I mean, he was absolutely amazing last week. And we're going to keep this thing going. So you listen to I Talk Credit, and we'll be right back. This is for the hundred dollar bill of Yeah. For my butter pink and wrinkles. I come here. I'm a chocolate playboy bunny. Yeah, that's right.
Welcome back to the I Talk Credit Show. There's a little new addition. Feels so good. Um, so we're going to bring Mr. J. Cornelius George to the show right now. He's going to do our money and funny segment of the show and, and keep us laughing and keep us on our toes. Mr. George, how you doing today, brother? Good. How you doing today? Man, I'm good. I'm a little out of breath. I was up trying to do the new addition dance, and, you know, I had to get my oh, life Oh, me too. Me too. Oh, yeah, I'm loving yeah, that. I miss that group. Yeah, yeah, they, they asked me to be, uh, you know, the eighth member. You know, but I turned oh, really? down. They weren't ready. Yeah, I, I, couldn't, well, you know, I couldn't give them everything, man. See, see, I could be part of them or not, and Bobby done gained some weight. So, you know, before that, I couldn't <laughs> be a part of them because they was in shape. But now that Bobby done got bigger, you know what I'm saying, because of his barbecue sauce, I could be part of New Edition now, the new, bigger, and improved edition. <laughs> Call it the XL, the XL, the XL edition. That's right. <laughs> Nobody yes, dancing. Everybody's sitting down on chairs. <laughs> Everybody's sitting down on chairs. You know, can we get winded real easy? Uh, that's how we're going to do the new extended XL edition. Awesome. What you got for us today, brother? Hey, man, I'm telling you, I'm loving this. My money is funny and my credit won't get it segment. I love this. Like this week, man, I, I was sitting there and we were talking last week about things we could do to improve our credit, things we need to stop. First thing I think we need to do is uh, stop getting items and bills, utilities in your kids' name. <laughs> if it ain't in your kids, stop getting it in one of your relatives' name. You know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta your rent and your, 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 your lease in your mama's name. Utilities in your kid name. I mean, you know, you're ruining everybody else's credit around you. Stop doing that, for starters. Your kid's seven years old, and he already got a bad FICO score. That's bad. 
seven years old. Man, he, got cell phones yeah, he got power. You know, already he got to file for bankruptcy before he get to high school. <laughs> can't do yeah. it. Next thing we need to stop doing is stop putting uh, people's name down for references for you to try to get money from. Uh, I had a family member who, you know, they contacted one of those predatory lending places, and they called me and said, have you seen so-and-so? And I was like, no, nah, why? Because she borrowed some money from us, and we need to find her. I was like, well, she owed me $200 herself. So you, you uh, and the devil both crazy. You think I'm finna get my money after y'all get y'all money. So when y'all see again, call me first. If you'd have called me ahead of time, uh, I would have told you don't lend her no money because she still owes me money. <laughs> yeah, I want to tell you why that's so crazy because I get those calls. <laughs> like, I get those calls sometimes. Like, have you seen Mr. Yeah. So-and-so? Can you tell him to call her Yeah. Back? Like, I can get my number. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't put me down as a reference when you owe me money. Don't put me down as a reference when you owe me money. That's crazy. <laughs> And uh, this is for a lot of people out here. Stop trying to sue uh, the bank uh, when you get your property or your car repossessed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, that's going on a lot. Are you trying to, you going, hey, man, they, I'm going to sue them because they took my car. No, it was their car. You didn't pay on it. That's why they came and got it. Come out. Yeah. It inconvenienced me. I'm suing them for inconvenience and emotional distress. Didn't I take you to go to the mall and try to buy that stuff and they found the car? Stop yeah, doing it. We got to stop doing that. And, uh, you, you know, this is something, this is something my mama did and I done myself in the past. Uh, stop having your kids lie to the bill collectors. <laughs> you know, if what, they use my real say? name, you know, as a bill collector. Uh, she ain't here right now. You know how you do it, like, if some, answer the phone, because I don't recognize the number. If they use my legal name, then I ain't here. If they use my nickname, if they use Junebug, <laughs> then I'm here. If they say, well, oh, Junebug, then I'm here. But if they call by your real name, no, nah, I'm not here. I don't want to talk to them. They should have never gave you a, stop. Um, caller ID, bro. Should have never gave call ID. That's been a bad thing. And this is for all my spiritual people. Uh, stop thinking God going to improve your credit score because you put an extra $10 in the collection plate. <laughs> you know, I'm waiting on my blessing. God, you're going to raise my credit score up because I'm putting my little love offering in the collection plate this Sunday. That, that ain't how that works. That ain't how, I know he's able to do all things, but that ain't how that works. That ain't how that blessing going to come. And stop praying for, uh, stop praying for, for the hackers to break into Equifax to change your credit score. <laughs> That's the main yeah. thing. That, you know, like, like, how come the hackers can't break into Equifax or TransUnion? How come they can't break into them and just erase all my credit score? Give everybody 900. I mean, I don't know what kind of security they got. Listen, I know people that really were banking on that when Y2K was coming along, 2000. They were I, thinking that everybody's credit file was going to be wiped clean. Like, people were really looking was, at that like, this is what happened. I was one of them. I was like, I'm going to go get everything I want in 99, and then when it hit, all of it's going to be going away. It's going to be a blessing. Watch, watch this blessing come, and I got to pay all that stuff back, and I'm trying to figure out how to file uh, bankruptcy for 
$2,000. Wow, that's crazy. That's that awesome, is it. Man. Hey, I got one more, then this is one here. Uh, people need to start treating their credit report like their social media. Look at oh, it snap. often. Look at it often. You know, <laughs> look at your credit report often. Treat don't stop treating it like it's MySpace or Black Planet. Treat it like it's oh, Facebook wow. and Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, treat it like it's your current social media because you always on your social media. Check out your credit report sometime. Look and see what's on there. You know, Yo, if you don't you look at it, don't mean it go away. You took it to Black Planet. That's a throwback. <laughs> wow. Yeah, a I'm telling throwback. you. Yeah. That's a throwback. Man. Yeah, stop treating it like that. Stop treating it like it. You still got your Black Planet account, but you just don't look at it. <laughs> That's crazy. No. Some people, at minimum two times a year, I tell people to check their, you know, you need to check your pop factors. Some people even quarterly. Exactly. At, at, you need to check it. You need to look and see what's on there. I mean, most times we don't look at it because we know it's all bad and we know we ain't paid nobody. So I'm like, why do I got to look at it to know I'm already behind on my bills? I, I get that notice in the mail every month. Exactly. And I put it in that I, I don't that, need that to look score. at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need that score. You know, and I understand. I mean, so especially when you're starting to dating, you're starting to get serious, uh, you need to have that conversation about uh, what's your credit like. You know, don't be worried about the, what kind of house you can get, what kind of ring he's going to buy you. Uh, ask him what his credit score like. Yeah, you think you need to talk about that on the first date? Hey, you need at least by the third date. Third date. <clears throat> I say the second date, really. First date, you know what I'm saying? You tell him, hey, what's your credit score? Because if we kind of serious, I'm liking you. I need to know what your credit like. So you done took me to this five-star restaurant and your credit score 200 and we need to be going to Applebee's two for twenty. <laughs> don't dollar. take me places that your a. Hey, don't take me places where your credit score don't match. Don't don't take me there. Don't do that. Because then I'm living a lie now. I'm I'm believing a lie. I'm believing that you're gonna do better. And no, your credit is jacked up. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. That's what we need to do, man. That that's. That's it. I mean, I know how it is. We, I wish we could go back to layaway. <laughs> Hell yeah! You know, they it, put everything in layaway, paying for about a year. Exactly. It was nice layaway. If the high end stores did layaway, we'd be awesome. You know, I'm just gonna go pay some on it this week. This week, and pay some on it. That's awesome. But this is yeah. this is what we need to do. Those are the tips, man. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, Mr. George. You're bringing the, you know, one, one thing I appreciate about you is, you know, you're bringing us the funny, man. You're, you're showing us an, a side of, of of money where we can laugh at it. We can all we can all take our experiences that we go through in our life and, and really look at those things and say, man, that was crazy. I can't believe that happened. Or this is something I do every day. And that connects all of us, right? Laughter connects everybody. So I appreciate it. It does. Doing that, and bringing that to the show. Oh, I'm loving it. I'm I'm loving it because I've been guilty of trying to uh, play my way into a better credit score. I've been guilty of that. And I'm like, God, why you ain't blessing my my Equifax score? Just just test the test the keyboard as hard, God, and just let us 
keep my scores in differently this time. Just, you know, change the algorithm, God, if you're real. I mean, you know, I've been guilty <laughs> of doing that prayer. Change the algorithm, God, where my name come up and it's just all A's on across the board. Just do that for me. I just imagine we have an 800 score for no reason. Yes, yeah. For no reason at all. Look, just let me be like, look at God so I can go ruin it again. Awesome. Great. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Mr. George. And we'll see you next week. We can bring us some more on our Money is Funny segment. I appreciate you. All right. See you next week. All right. All right. That was Mr. J. Cornelius George, educator, comedian, motivational speaker, bringing us our Money is Funny segment. He's going to be back next week. Uh, money is funny. Man, I've definitely been in some of those situations myself. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to bring Mr. Christopher Frederick with our Real Talk segment. Stay tuned. You're listening to I Talk Credit and the Cap Builder Network. Bad boy, six to ninety-five, ridiculous. My rap lines is like landmines. One step, kaboom, black suit fills the room. To whom it may concern, Junior Mafia is the click. Act up, I have my honey total bust. That's right. In the middle of the day now, baby, I seem to think of only you.
Welcome back to the I Talk Credit Show. This is your host, Ira Royal. We're going to bring on Mr. Christopher Frederick to the show now, business lending expert from Chris Credit Solutions. Chris, what's up, brother? What's going on, man? Can you hear me? Man, I can hear you. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Got my jam playing in the background. Had a little common view earlier. That's what I'm talking about, man. Hey, we're, we're trying to make this thing. We're, we're, we're trying to make it out here, man. So I appreciate you always blessing us, you know, and, and making sure that we stay relevant out here, talking to our people. No doubt, you know? man. I can, I'm still trying to figure out why I pretty much experienced in some form or fashion everything you had on this list. But it's all good, man. though. You know, I just... <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too, man. Yo, first things first. Who who you who who you rooting for, man? Cavs oh man, you know I'm going. I'm going for the king. I'm going for. I'm going oh, for the Cavs, man. man. Oh my goodness! Come on, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm. A, you know, I, I know the 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 light skin boys over there are good and they can shoot and everything. I'm going for the king, bro. I'm, I'm going for the king, bro. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens, man. I just hope it's a good we game. We definitely will. It's a good game, man. So, right. What you got for us today, Chris? Well, you know, today, man. Speaking of basketball, man. You know, one of most important things for business owners to do, especially early in the game, is forming their team, man. You want to form a good team around you. I know a lot of times business owners, a lot of them are extroverts, a lot of them are like to be in control of everything and, and, and like to really making sure they're checking on everything and behind everything, which is good. It's probably one reason they're a business owner, they're assertive, but most of the time we got to realize that, hey, we're not good at every single thing at all aspects of business. And even if you are, there just isn't enough time for you to execute everything to your full potential. Like you're only one person and only 24 hours of the day. So I tell business owners to make sure they're forming a team. When I say a team, make sure you have a good attorney around you, a good CPA, um, you, 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 you and your banker have a good relationship. Those are some of the three main components um, that you have. And obviously, your internal team, as far as your, your somebody who's over operations, your financials, and all that good stuff. So now, obviously, your internal team may not come right away. When you're just starting a business, you can't necessarily afford those type of salaries. But you want to make sure as soon as you can, the first thing you want to do is form, get you a good attorney, get a good CPA, and make sure you have a relationship with your banker, which obviously the relationship with your banker is going to be free. Um, and, I, and I say that, it, and, you know, I tell young people and young business owners to kind of start that, you know, when they're young with their friends, while they're in school, you know, you got to, you see somebody, somebody you talk to every now and then in school who just happened to get their degree in accounting, make sure you're friends with that guy. You see someone who's going to school or going to law school, be friends with that person because in a couple of years, they're going to be a professional in their field and you're going to be a business owner that needs that relationship and needs that connection and, and, and going to want to leverage their expertise. So uh, for, for my seasoned business owners, maybe you're not in school, I tell them, you know, you know get referrals other business owners, you know, who they use and why do they like them, um, and just try them out. You know, like you, the relationship may not come. You want to try them out a couple times, maybe give them to your tax returns a couple times, get their turn to a couple things and see how you guys communicate with each other, make sure you're on the same page. Obviously, you want to make sure that 
they meet your expectations as far as the work they do as well, which is always the, the key thing, um, the, you know, how good they're good at their job. So you want to do those things, and, and, you know, and as you keep giving them more things, they keep meeting your expectations, you know, you want to start to build a relationship. Because I can tell you now, uh, most of those guys, when you keep using them, they're going to give you some what of a discount anyway because they know you're coming back, and especially if you're giving them referrals. So, you know, that's kind of how you build that circle, that COI, that circle of influence, and just kind of making sure uh, you have a good team around you. And I think that's that's so important because we see a lot of businesses, or business owners, that they really try to wear every face of that organization, whether that's internally or externally, right? And that's not their core competency. They didn't go to school um, and get their law degree. Um, they don't know anything about taxes. Um, they might not be really good at marketing. They might not be good at the actual operations. They might Their niche might be their core product, right, or their niche m- might be – sales or building relationships. And it's so important for you to learn early that make sure you surround yourself with people who are experts in the field that will make your business successful. Um, And we see that in every major corporation, right? We don't see just one person doing everything. We see them hiring people or bringing on people to help them think outside of their, uh, you know, I hate to use that term, which is so, you know, people use it all the time, but think outside the box, essentially. Uh, make sure that you're looking at different aspects of your business and how you can be successful. Um, and we don't, I don't, I definitely, when I was in banking, didn't see that a lot. I saw, you know, one person trying to wear every hat in the organization. And sometimes it wasn't even because they couldn't afford to it. It's just, it's this thing called control, right? You want to make sure things are done your way and you have your hand in the pot. Um, and I believe that if you have, if you spend your time in 10 different, you know, roles, Thing, you're not giving every role 100%. Therefore, your business would not is not thriving as it would be if you focused on your main core competency and what you do well, and bring other people in to help you do those other um, items on your, you know, or, or those those other things in your business to help drive success. So I, I, I yeah, agree. absolutely, absolutely. I mean. You know, I mean, you know, I tell, I tell a lot, you know, business owners should start small. You know, you go to a CPA, you don't necessarily have to get, you know, the the big thing. Maybe it's just starting off with the CPA doing your tax returns and building that relationship because, I mean, we all have right. to we all have to file taxes. And, and it's good to get a professional to do it um, just because, you know, obviously they're going to do some of the loopholes, as we know, in today's economic environment and in uh, the political environment, so many things are changing. It's kind of hard to keep up unless that's your expertise, and that's your profession. That's what you get paid to do to keep up. So it's always good to get that second opinion. And as your company grows um, and you're going to need financing, a lot of financial institutions, they're going to require more sophisticated financials. You know, when you just start, you can get away with tax returns. Maybe even sometimes you can do company prepared. But as your company grows and you need more sophisticated products, that bank's going to want more sophisticated financials, meaning like reviewed or audited and unqualified financials that a CPA has to sign off on. So if you can build that relationship early, you know, hopefully that CPA can really take care of you as far as uh, price when it comes to getting the most sophisticated financials. So it's, it's, it's definitely very, very important uh, to build those relationships early. Um, I tell people to ask questions. I, I tell people all the time, I used to have a barber, 
he would ask questions all the time. Like, you know, he have a couple of attorneys here to cut, accountants that he'll cut, and I should see him. He should just ask them questions and just and just let them know. He should just ask me questions um, um, anytime he got a chance. So, if, you know, when you're networking, you know, don't be afraid to kind of ask a question that you're curious about um, um, as well to kind of start building that relationship, and that sparks conversation, whether it's, you know, somehow you can save money on, on taxes and that type of thing. Um, if, it's a, if it's a legal question with an attorney of, you know, maybe you're tra- trying to do a sub-company, another LLC, you know, th- don't be afraid to ask questions. Now, a lot of times they're not going to sit there, uh, you know, answer your questions for an hour uh, just because that's what they get paid for. But most of the time they'll answer a question or two, and that can give you a gauge of their expertise and if that's somebody you want to build a relationship with as well. That's right, and I think that's, in my personal opinion, building relationships is the most important aspect of business, of your business, because no matter if you're selling a service, a product, um, no matter what you're doing in business, you have to build relationships. So if you're an entrepreneur, any entrepreneur would agree with me that your ability to get out there and talk to people about what you do, um, have that discussion, and learn from them, have them take you know, something away from that discussion about your organization that they'll remember. What people, some people call that the, you know, the 10 or 20 second pitch. That's so important because you're always going to be in situations where you're talking to people. And if you're a business owner, you know, we, you go by the a closed mouth, don't get fed, right? So you have to be talking that's to your right. organization, talk, marketing yourself at all times. And that's all what building relationships is, is marketing yourself, you know, really being able to communicate what you do quickly and effectively. You know, you have to right. be able to do that. Absolutely, absolutely. And, 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 you know, also CPAs and attorneys, they work with other business owners, so you never know if that can be business for you or or another business owner that may be able to help you out with something else. I mean, it's all about networking and building relationships, like you said. So it's it's such a key thing that a lot of times business owners miss out on, um, just like you said before, just from trying to all the hats. Um, but absolutely, you want to build those relationships and, and, and really leverage those expertise. Awesome, wonderful, wonderful. Well, Chris, how can uh, um, how can our listeners get in touch with you if they want to know more information about how they can prepare for if they want capital or, or lending options in the future? Absolutely. As, as usual, Chris Credit Solutions um, at gmail dot com. Please give me an email. Um, I can answer some questions, or you know, maybe we can talk about some solutions for your business, if you're wondering what avenue you should go, should you get a loan, should you finance it internally, you know, we can kind of discuss some things and, and just see what's the best uh, avenue for you. So absolutely, you can always do that. That's chriscreditsolutions um, at gmail.com is the best way to contact me. Um, obviously, uh, for the next couple of hours here, I'm going to put my Cleveland Cavalier LeBron James jersey on, but after that, oh I'll God. be open for business again. <laughs> well, when they lose, when they lose, text to me. You know what? I'm not even going to say nothing in the text. I'm just going to text like something random, like uh, a, a minor sign or something. You're you going to know what I'm talking about. I uh, know. I know. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. No problem, man. Have a good one. All right, you too. That was Mr. Chris Frederick from Chris Credit Solutions, a small small business lending expert. Right? He has a lot, a ton of information about what you can do to prepare for, you know, gaining capital. Um, you know, making sure that you're 
know, looking at things from the right perspective when you walk into the bank and ask for some type of loan product. You need to go in there with a plan. You need to go in there actually man, with a, some type of understanding of what you can and cannot even qualify for, you know, and still have that discussion. Be proactive. Be aware. And go in there again with a plan. So right now we're going to take it to our desk to the to the sports segment. And what we're going to talk about is the quote that I mentioned at the beginning of our show. Your life is a reflection of your daily rituals. Again, this quote is by Mr. Tony Robbins, world-renowned motivational speaker on things such as health, um, you know, spirituality, your finances. He talks about everything. I want to kind of talk to you about what that means to me. And what I took away from this when I heard that this morning, I looked at, and I'm kind of related to finances, right? What are your rituals? What do you do or, or what do you feed yourself, right? When you get up in the morning, you know, are you getting up and what are you telling yourself? What's your ritual? Are you meditating? Are you praying? Are you getting up, you know, giving yourself positive aspirations? Are you getting ready for the day? Are you just existing? Right? Are you just waking up, you're slouched, um, you know, you're waking up and kind of just taking things as they come, you have no real plan, you just, hey, life is just coming, you know, I'm just I'm going to get ready for my job and we're just going to do this thing called life and do this thing um, called working it out on a daily basis. And what I took away from that is you have to have some type of daily ritual that promotes progression, that promotes positivity. I don't care if you're getting up and for 10 minutes you just sit and clear your mind and just speak positively to yourself. Maybe if you get a book and you, you know, speak positive quotes to yourself. Maybe if you pray, meditate, run, work out, and make sure you do that on a consistent basis. And that's one thing that I need to do better myself is what am I feeding myself? You know, and I'm not talking about food. I'm talking about knowledge. I'm talking about what do I look at when I first get up because that really sets your day. If you, everybody's gone through the situation where they've gotten up or they start their day and then something happens and it completely throws you off track, right? What are you going to do to mitigate that? How are you being proactive about taking control of your day? Because it's yours. You choose. You, I'm a firm believer of you choose how your day, how you're going to react to what comes in your path during that day. You can't always choose. You don't always have control over the things that you go through, but you can choose your mentality. You can choose how you can react to it. And I think you have to be proactive about that. You can't just wait until something comes and hits you and knocks you off your path because, as we all know, those things will happen. You know, life happens. But you can be proactive about when you first wake up or before you go to bed, really making sure you're meditating on what you can do to set yourself in a more positive environment and positive mentality. Therefore, when things do happen, you have something to help keep you steady, right? You're not just blowing with the wind. Every circumstance, every situation that happens, you're kind of waving from side to side. You need to be firm and believing in yourself. Be confident that no matter what's going on, I do have a goal in mind, right? And those those rituals are some of the things that will help you. And so I want everybody to kind of take a look at what are my daily rituals? If I don't have any, what should I be doing? And start small. Start realistic. I don't care if you get up there for five minutes, you just sit and meditate. Or you just read, you know, a positive quote in the morning time and meditate on that. And, and think about what it means to you in your daily life. Start small. Um, and then from there, just keep growing and growing and growing. And understand that you have control, right? You have choices. And you can dictate your reaction and your mentality. Don't let this thing called life just come and keep knocking you from one side 
to the other side. You know, we go through so many emotions during our day, happy, sad, depressed, lonely, um, so many different emotions that we feel. You have to make sure that you're doing something to, at all times, consistently um, put some type of positivity in your life. And you, you can do that. Don't wait for anybody else to do that. Not your, who you, your, your husband, your wife, friend, your coworker, um, nobody. That's nobody's job. That's nobody's responsibility to make you happy. That's your responsibility. Right, and don't put that burden on anybody else either. Right, and when it comes to your finances, it's your responsibility to make sure you're digesting or you're getting information that's going to set you up for a positive future. You know, that that's nobody's responsibility either, in my opinion. That's yours. And so we have to get out here, and we have to really make sure that we're seeking knowledge, that we're making sure we're listening to people who are helping making us better, and then now we're not just going from side to side with this person that person, we're not forming any of our conclusions, we're not doing all research, we're not having discussions. One thing about this show is no matter what we talk about, please do your own research, right? Have the discussion with somebody. If you don't agree with it, talk about it. Don't just take it as a gospel, take it as something that's not true. We're trying to create discussions. That's what our goal is because we create discussions and you're learning, you know. My mother used to always tell me stand for something or fall for anything, right? So, no matter what your core belief is, make sure you're questioning things. Make sure you're having those discussions. You're doing your own research. You're educating yourself. You're empowering yourself because, again, that's nobody else's job. So, again, we thank you for participating week after week on the show. You know, we have a lot of good um, guests lined up, and I'm excited. I mean, so excited what's coming up in the future and how we're going to involve this show. We're going to make it bigger and bigger and better and better. Again, we're trying to make financial literacy sexy again. Um, we're going to bring the humor in. We're going to bring the relevant topics. We're going to bring the organizations that are out here on the, on the front line fighting for consumers. We're doing all this with you in mind. We're doing this so you can be more prepared to handle your daily financial lifestyle. And just as much as we're giving, 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 we're receiving, we're receiving, we're learning. Um, I take notes every time I have a show because I learn something different. There's no financial guru, not your Dave Ramsey's, you know, um, I don't care who out there claims to be. There's no one way to approach this thing called personal finances. There's so many different ways that you can do it. I think the important part is, is understanding what best suits your life and, again, continue to have the discussions and continue to grow and continue to self-educate. So I appreciate it. We're going to be back here next Thursday, 7 p.m. I talk credit. And I think next Thursday we're going to have Mr. Corey Jackson on. He's a um, he's an area VP for Fidelity Bank. So he's over multiple branches in the Atlanta, Georgia area. He's going to talk to us about what Fidelity Bank is doing in the community and how they're really help educating people and providing them with products to change their financial lifestyle around. So again, we thank you for supporting the show. Have a wonderful day. Be blessed. Go watch the Warriors beat up on the Cavs. And we'll see you back here next Thursday. Again, you listen to Hot Talk Credit, the Cap Builder Network.